Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome inside the Winner's Circle, courtesy of our good friends at WindDailySports.com. Alongside the man, the CEO, Jason Mizrahi, I am Matt Stryker. Jaybird, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Excited to do the show with you again. Let's yeah. do it. Like you, I've already started my fantasy football draft prep and stuff, and then all of a sudden I hear the news from NBC Sports. Uh, Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott has told people close to him that he will hold out of training camp as he tries to pressure Dallas into giving him a new deal soon. That is coupled with the news, Michael Shapiro from Sports Illustrated reporting that Melvin Gordon will reportedly demand a trade and not report to Chargers training camp if he does not get a new contract. How does this affect you in the middle of July? The great news is I've done zero drafts yet, (gasps) you know, for real money. You know, I've done some mock drafts, but I haven't done any real ones yet. So the news is out now. So what I'm going to do is play it safe. These are these are top-end guys. These are round one, round two guys. That sure. I round can sim- one, straight I can, away. I can simply avoid them and grab a guy like Kamara or McCaffrey. So I'm going to confess something to you. Here we go. Yeah. So the other We're night. We're starting this early, huh? <laughs> the other night, my girl's asleep, right? The dog's asleep. I'm downstairs in the basement. So I turn the lights low, light a few candles. Getting intimate now, huh? Yeah, get a paper towel. Towels now. And I do a mock draft. Right? So, what are you looking at me like that for? So I didn't know where the hell you're going with this, so I, you, you shocked me. You it's, nasty. It's, 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 it's you a, nasty. And at this point in my life, I think I'd rather mock draft than do anything else. I'm with you on that, man. It's so a yeah, face so, of shock. So I did a, I did a mock draft, and, and I looked at it, and, and Gordon and Elliot, respectively. So Elliot's pretty much the second running back off, if you, if you look at it, and Gordon's the fifth running back off. So it, it started my wheel spinning. If Gordon and Elliot are not around, who benefits? Where do you go? Like, what, what would you do? To me, it's easy, man. It, it's it, We're talking the first round. Don't gamble on this first round. Grab McCaffrey. He's there. If you, if you got the first pick, it's a no-brainer. Grab McCaffrey. If you got the second pick, grab Barkley. Third pick, grab Kamara. If Zeke's there, even at four, I'm not touching him. Okay. I don't want to take that bomb in the first round. Okay, fine. So that that the Zeke thing, I will give you. It's easier because there are there are other other options. Right. But but move down to a guy like Gordon, who's slated to be the fifth or sixth back off the board. What does it do to guys if Gordon holds out for any number of time, weeks, or even the entire season? What does it do to David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, even the irony of it all, Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell is a back I would take. I'm not a big fan of Mixon. I'd rather take the shot on Bell there. I think he's got a lot of proof. He's coming into a new place. He, he was off all last season. He's well-rested, if you want to take that into account. And he's got something to prove. He's in New York. He's got to do something this year to, to make the city love him, make the organization love him for picking him up. So I love Bell there. I, I will let, must let listeners know that Jason is a diehard, diehard Jet fan. Is bleed green for you, man. Bleed green like an alien. There we go, man. Tremendous. Now you know. So, all right. So then, uh, but on those Bell things, I, I will give it's not it's not like you're, you're singing a song in a pitch that isn't warranted. It's not coming from your Jet fandom. It's coming from your fantasy football knowledge-dom. Let's think back a year or two ago. Where was Bell going? Yeah. He was going number one. Sure. It was hands down. Nobody even thought about it because mm-hmm. the guy was getting so many touches, so many targets, and he's still that guy. He's rested. Okay, he is rested. I agree with you 100%, and that's another interesting thing to think about. But So now we talk about, okay, so Gordon isn't playing or he's not someone you're comfortable drafting, and we saw... You mentioned this guy. Joe Mixon, James Conner, do they move up for someone like you? They got to. 
because, you know, there's scarcity at the running back. We don't know too many running backs in this league right now that are safe bell cows. They're going to get their touches game in and game out. So Mixon slides up, David Johnson slides up, and you like you said, if a guy like DeAndre Hopkins is there in the first round anywhere sure. late, the guy's getting 1,000 yards hands down. I'm taking him. I'm not taking a gamble on a dude like Gordon. We are reacting to the uncertainty of two top fantasy football players, the statuses as they approach training. Statuses? Status I? Status who? Are they going to be there? Are they not? That's just a question. Don't look at me like that. As we approach training camp and drafts, uh, Jay, I always find it helpful to have like a choice of players. You know, if I have a, the second pick in a draft and so-and-so's not there, I want to make sure that I get this guy instead. And I just think that, if, I don't know about you, I make bets with like my buddies and stuff. If you lose or, or, or you lose badly, there are some things that you have to do. You're smiling at me. You've done this too with your friends. Side, like, side bets are, that's, I play season long for the trash talking. I love the trash talking week to week. I'm going against one of my boys, and these are guys that I spend more time with during, you know, fantasy football season because I lost touch. I got a newborn. I got a wife. Right. They got a family. They moved to New Jersey. I live in New York. So all these things start happening. But now when, you know, fantasy football season comes around, I get these random text messages from guys I haven't heard about in the last six months, and all the trash talking starts. Yeah. They're talking trades before the season even starts. So we, we have some, uh, and actually, feel free to call in here, 866-635-5027. We have, and, and my friends, it's uh, if you lose, you have to do this for the next draft. So uh, one dude had to wear a dress for the whole entire next draft. And uh, he did it up, though, man. He wore the wig and the makeup. And then this year, a guy had to wear a uh, like a thong bikini. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta. You gotta take pictures of that. You gotta post it. You gotta share it. No, no. It's just. Oh my god. It was just so the most uncomfortable thing in the world. But bring us back to this. Is that's why you have to pay attention. Like, is Melvin Gordon gonna gonna hold out the whole year? Is Zeke Elliott not gonna play? Because when you go into your drafts, you, that those picks are so vital. So I. Told you that you know you thought I was doing something else, but I, I did a, a mock draft a few days ago, and what I do is for each pick, I for the one through ten, right? And assuming I'm in a ten-team uh, draft, I do my first pick, and if he's not there, who would I take? Second pick, he's not there, so I'll play that with you right now. So you have the first pick in this imaginary draft, McCaffrey all day, straight away, McCaffrey all day, man. Okay, so now he's not there. For some reason, there's a glitch in the Yahoo system of the universe, and he's not there. Who do you Safe take? Saquon Barkley. I have right. them as 1A, 1B. Sure. I would probably even take them over Zeke because of what they oh, did Zeke last year. Zeke doesn't exist, though. He's held out. Yeah, even if he was there, even if he was there, I feel confident with either of okay. those two guys and not even have a second thought there. All right, you have the number two pick. You wake up one day, oh, I have the number two pick. Whom do you take? We took Saquon, man. Saquon. No, he's not there. He doesn't oh, get he's picked not in the first. There. He he's not there. Kamara, easy. Kamara. Same kind. They're all the same back. They're catching, they're running, right. they're on good offenses for okay. the most part. You have the third pick in the draft. You yell to your girlfriend, honey, I have the third pick. And she goes, I don't care. I hate you. Who do you pick? This is where it gets a little bit tough. Do you want to reach for a guy like Bell? I think no. you take the sure thing. I think you take D-Hop. I think you take Hopkins. Okay. He's going to get He's your 1,000 yards. It's not there. Someone thought like you and said, oh, I'm going to take D-Hop. I want to sound cool and say D-Hop. I take Le'Veon Bell over Connor and Mixon. I take the chance. Not That's not my Jets buys coming okay. out again. Okay. You know, I like Bell to prove himself okay. in New York. He's got something to say. You don't got to prove anything to me, man. Everybody talked trash that he held out for the money. He's sure. going to put up a, a studly year. Okay. Studly, he says. That's going to be a new name now. Wait, wait. Anytime, any call, you're studly now forever. Studly. You have the fourth pick. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. There's nothing on TV. Those web browsers are open to some ungodly websites. What are you picking? 
Um, is Hopkins now gone? Are we, are we saying Hopkins is gone? Yet? Sure. He's probably, Just to make life hard on you, he's gone. Uh, he's gone, Michael Thomas. Okay. Another right. number one receiver with Drew Brees. I'll take that all day as well. All right. Now you have the number six pick in this parallel universe. You have the number six pick in the draft. I'm going to reach. You're going to be shocked right now. I'm shocked that you reach. You're Thomas Hearns. <laughs> I'm, gonna reach in, I'm reaching for your paper towels, and I'm grabbing yeah. Travis Kelsey here, man. I, I like wow. Kelsey. I, I think the tight ends, there's not a lot of them. There's about three that I really want, and there's about four others that I'll take. I can lock in Kelsey early. I don't have to think about tight end. Like, tight end's a tough spot that you don't want to be thinking about. Do I play this guy or do I play that guy? And then you get burned every single week. Folks, you heard it here first. Studley Mizrahi is going to grab on the reachy, reachy, the reachy reach. You're going to grab Kelsey with, with your first round seventh pick. We don't know what's going if on. If someone wasn't there that you, you wanted or that's I, your go-to guy. Listen, man, I, I treat Kelsey like a wide receiver. So I'm basically able to lock in my tight end spot. With a number one wide receiver. Great point. We're losing some options in Kansas City with Tyreek Hill, right. Kareem Hunt. Kelsey's the trusted man. Mahomes loves dumping in the ball, so let's go there. Fine. Uh, you, you know what? Uh, you can't. That, that's a good argument. I, I'll give you that. All right, so now it's a different universe. Galactus, Thanos, the Silver Surfer, if you're into it. And you have <laughs> the eighth pick in the draft. James Conner, you know, we haven't mentioned him. Oh, he's not there. Look what happened. I went back in time in the Stewie Griffin time machine, and <laughs> I took him right before. I go Julio over Mixon. I, oh, I, I want a number one receiver there. Okay. I don't really trust his Cincinnati offense so much. I'm like, oh, I got to take Joe Mixon. If he falls to me, he's not sexy. I like Julio. He's coming off a, a subpar year for him, so he's got something to prove as well. And I like to play these narratives. If I can uh, find a way to get a guy that used to be a top three pick and now I'm getting him at pick eight, pick nine, I'm happy with it. Yeah, fair enough. I, I don't think you should shame Joe Mixon uh, about his, you know, if he's sexy or not. I think it's about the person that he is, but you have relationship issues. All <laughs> right, so now you're in the ninth pick. You're in the nine hole. One nine. One nine. One, one nine. Um, yeah, who would you pick? Let's go with Juju. You know, turns into a number one receiver now with Antonio sure. gone. Mm -hmm. Another guy who's going to have to, you know, deal with the Pittsburgh, you know, fan base that wants to see him step up and take over that number one role. Of course. There's a little bit of, you know, worry there with Ben. Is I hear a lot of chatter that Ben's going to have a bad year and he's kind of regressing now. But wow. Juju's going to be, you know, looked at in a okay. lot of options. Juju's not there. No Juju for you. I'm so sorry. Hello, Juju, no Juju. Who do you <laughs> take I'll instead? Go, I'll go with his counterpart. The guy he used to run with, Antonio Brown. I like these guys that are moving into new spots. Okay. All of them except Odell. I'm not drafting Odell. I don't like his game. I love his talent, but I don't like his game. You and don't I, think he's going to play well out there, huh? This you too don't much, think he's going to be fantasy viable? I think he might be kicking goalposts and doing you know dumb stuff all over the field again. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't want nothing to do with him. All right, hey, Bird, it's, you have the 10th pick in the draft. Uh, who do you grab? And everybody we just talked about. It, oh, just they, are, they are gone beyond goneness. I'm going to reach again. Their uh, names are not highlighted. You can't click on them. It's frustrating. <laughs> I'm going to reach again, and I'm going to grab Kittle. You know, I think they love the tight ends. The tight ends are there. There's not too many of them. They're not going to be there in the, in the second round or a late second round. I think other people, listen, if you're, if you're in a novice draft, and you're playing with a bunch of buddies that don't know much. I'm talking about high level drafts. Right, sure. I'm talking about you're you're playing in a in a in a pool full of twelve sharks. I want to lock up Urza Kittle. Okay, Kittle, Kittle's not there. 
Earth. Uh, baby shark Earth. came along. No, Earth. you know you can't do that either. All right, so it's either way that that they yeah, are interchangeable. Yeah, I want to. I'll rather reach for a tight end because okay. that position scarcity makes a lot of sense. Grab those tight ends and grab those studs. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about here. Is uh, the news is that Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott, both of them potentially, will be holding out. How does that affect us as we move into our fantasy football drafts? This is the winner's circle. I am Matt Strager. He is Jason Mizrahi. You are wherever you are. Eight six 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 three five five zero two seven is you. Your way to get here where we are. Uh, Jason, because I, I like to make things ethnic, uh, <laughs> here we are talking about these running backs and they, they may, may not be available and which options and who can I get. Handcuffing is a big deal. And it's basically when you pretty much pick up the backup to your star, your RB1. Is handcuffing even more important now that perhaps two of the best RBs could be off the board before training camp even begins? There's a couple ways to look at this. I like to play offense. I like to take the best guy on the board. If they come late and they become trade bait to somebody else who has Zeke or has Gordon, I might take a stab at them. But I, I want to take the guys that are the best the best guys on the board that fill my roles on my team. I don't want to play defense and try to you know go after these guys that could end up on the bench and do nothing all year. There's some guys that make some sense. You know, Madison makes sense. I see a lot of ch- chatter about him, Cook not being healthy. Um, Ido Smith, you know, a possibility he showed some upside late last year. So there's a couple of guys I like to take, but I'm not going to just reach for them and just, you know, aggressively play defense. I'd rather play offense and take guys that I feel great about. That's an interesting strategy where other people will look for insurance or, or safety or something to this effect. I guess you don't really win if you play it safe. But I don't want to finish could, in third, Matt. I, I'm going for I want to see you in a bathing suit. I want to see you in a thong. Yeah, let's go for him. Seriously, man. actually, wait. What's your what's your descent? Um, half Irish and yeah. half Persian. Yeah, dude, you're gonna you're hairy. Yeah, I got a little hairy butt, man. I, I got a little hairy butt. I don't want to see him at all. All right, speaking of hairy butts, uh, is there anyone? Is there a running back like like you're avoiding, like a hairy butt? Is there someone <laughs> that you're just like, yo, there's no way I want you on my team, you and your hairy butt? Get away from me. Devontae Freeman, Derrick Henry, Lamar Miller. They're not sexy names. They they haven't done much. Okay. They don't have the upside. They have injury, you know, worries for me. I'm staying away from those three guys. I'm not going to reach for them. I'd rather get, you know, a, a better wide receiver in those spots or hopefully get my running backs early when I don't have to make these, these, type, these type of choices that you kind of get forced into. You know when you're looking at the draft and, like, this guy's ADP is 20 spots early and nobody wants to take him, but then, like, you're sitting there like, do I take this guy? I don't want that to be me, you know, grabbing Devontae for, you know, uh, Freeman or, or one of these guys. Okay, that's definitely a good way to think about it. Let me ask you this to people out there that are going to start getting ready for their drafts and their preps. I hear a lot of strategies. Some people are like, yo, I'm straight up two, two running backs right away. Sometimes I'm three running backs right away. Awesome. Has I grab a QB in round three? Or you're saying grab the tight ends early. Do you have a specific strategy or are you pretty much uh, best player available? Every year is a little bit different. You kind of have to see how things fold out. I'll tell you one thing that's the easiest thing to share with the listeners. Get your quarterbacks late. You know, a lot of novices step in and lay to see, you know, Patrick Mahomes or a guy like Tom Brady. I did a mock draft the other day. I got Tom Brady as my second quarterback as a backup, and nobody really went after him. So you can get someone like that so late in the draft that you don't want to use your early picks after a quarterback because you don't have one and you see – your, your player pool filling up and you got your running backs filled up and your wide receivers filled up and you see you have no quarterback and just grab one. 
All right, 866-635-5027 is your way into the winner's circle alongside me, Matt Stryker, and Jason Mizrahi. We have coming on the line here is uh, Nick from Merrick. Uh, Nick, what's up? Welcome. You're in the winner's circle. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Welcome. Studley, how you doing over there? <laughs> pretty pretty good, man. You, you calling me Studley already. I, I like the flavor. What's up, man? What's my your question? My condolences. My condolences. I know you're a Jet fan. You know, it must be hard for you guys. Yeah, it's not easy. Jets fan, yeah. Mets fan, uh, somewhat of a Knicks fan, but yeah, it hasn't been good since my three-year-old birthday when the Mets won it. <laughs> so, Nick, what do you, what's your question to be here in the winner's circle? Uh, maybe I shouldn't start by insulting the guy, but listen, I need you to sell me on Bell. I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm going to listen. I just tell me why I should do it because I can't, but just, just tell me why. Okay, so the, the, the caller's question, although he doesn't seem to be a Jet fan, he needs you to sell him on why he should draft Bell. So I got one question for you first. Do you like money? What do you mean? If, if you're going to play with your heart, then you can avoid him. But if you're going to play with your brain, you, you grab him. He's a stud. He's going to be the focal point of this offense. Just a year ago, he was the number one running back off the board. Everybody was grabbing him. A lot of people got burnt by him, but... He's well-rested. He's in New York. He's got something to prove right now. I think you grab him. Like you said, you turn the lights off. You just grab him. And when the games are on, just watch a different game. You got red zone. You got different options here. And look at the bright side. If the Jets lose, you're happy. If the, if the, if the Jets win and Le'Veon Bell has a monster game, you're happy again. So, like, a lot, uh, one of my friends growing up, he used to bet this way. If the Yankees were playing and it was an important game, he would bet against them. And if, if the Yankees lost, he won money, and it kind of, you know, mellowed him out for the Yankees losing a playoff game, which really, really hurt him. So it kind of like is a way to, to balance okay. out the hate and the love right. for money and sports. Nick, does that, does that sell you on it? Is it like the CBD effect of trying to draft Bell because you hate the Jets? Uh, hate to say, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I just, I just go with them. You got to look for the win-win there. It's either they win. And you win, or nice. they have a bad day, and you still win because you can rub it in and, and call me on Monday <laughs> and tell me how bad the Jets were and Le'Veon Bell was a mistake and, and get on me for it. That's it. That's it, Nick. You're going to be our weekly guy. You're going to call in every time the Jets lose. Thanks man. for the call, man. Nick from Merrick. Hey, Thanks, man. man. I, Take care, man. I like how you did that, man. You know, the guy came in here oppositional. He really did, and, and you sold him on it. Good for you. Thanks, bud. Thanks, bud. Yeah, I, I sell for a living, you know, so I have no problem telling people. You're why modest, to, too. Well, it's, I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> at heart, so I've kind of been doing this all my life, playing sports yeah. all my life, and I love the competition of it. So I'm not going to turn down from a call. I'm going to give him my honest opinion whether he takes my advice or not. That's on him at this point. Uh, before we go, Bird, um, what are your sleepers, your schluffies, your no one knows but me and I'm smarter than everyone, which is what you like to do? Uh, give me some sleepers that maybe our listeners can be targeting out there. I think a guy that you know you want to try to take someone early, reach a little bit for, is Michael Gallup. You know, the guy flashed a lot of upside late in the, in the season. He's a speedster. He's going to be, you know, somewhere you can take as your wide receiver three. He might end up being your wide receiver two by the end of the season. A guy like Marquise Goodwin is another guy, speedster, San Francisco. They're going to be kind of be behind in a lot of games. So he's another guy I wouldn't mind, you know, going out there and get. you With these sleepers, you really want to try to grab guys that have this high upside, this high ceiling, and they can just go out and win you a week. And I think those two guys right there, as far as wide receivers go, can do a lot of things for you. Um, 
AJ Green became not a household name anymore. You know, I think he's been going late in drafts, and people quickly forget that recency bias that this guy was going in the first round a year or two ago, and now he's falling deeper and deeper in these drafts. So I think A.J. Green, you know, make a lot of sense. Sammy Watkins, you know, he's on Kansas City right now, and he's got an opportunity to really step up and, and be a number one, number one option for Mahomes. So those are a couple of wide receivers, um, you know, at the tight end spot. We don't really know what's going on with Greg Olson. So his backup and Thomas could become, you know, really, you know, pushing up the charts as far as the depth chart on tight end. So, you know, those are a couple of guys that I'm kind of targeting. As we get deeper in these drafts, you know, there's going to be more news that rolls out. you got to kind of watch training camps, not just watch Hard Knocks on HBO. Watch, <laughs> watch. I love the show, and it's going to sure, be an awesome, sure. it's going to be an awesome year this year. But, you know, you got to look at these reports, see the depth charts, see what injuries are happening, because what we're saying today will change in about two to three weeks when more news drops. I'm sure somebody else is going to do something stupid off the field or, or this or that where you got to take into account all these different changes week to week. Yeah, a lot of stuff that you have to take into account each week, week to week, and we hope to be here guiding you through that journey. He is Jason Mizrahi. I am Matt Stryker. This has been The Winner's Circle, brought to you by our good friends at Wind Daily Sports. On behalf of everyone here, we say good luck, be safe, have fun, and we'll see you out there.